Hey, I'm JR from the 18 Over Par with Mike and JR podcast, exploring the sights, stories, and sounds of golf on the prairies, where you'll find some of the most golf courses per capita of anywhere in the world, and beer. Lots of beer. 18 Over Par is proudly presented by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Pulling up to the clubhouse in a ride that looks half as good as your golf attire just isn't cutting it. It's time to improve your ride and your drive. You can purchase a new or used vehicle from Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park and the former Manitoba Amateur Champ will take you for a round at Breezy Bend. So now pulling up to the clubhouse won't be so damn embarrassing and neither will your golf game. You can book your test drive today at winnipegdodge.com. Just ask for Jamie Wilkie. You can also check him out on episode two of the 18 Over Par podcast. He'll certainly be happy to see you. You can also find them on social media, so make sure you improve your ride and your drive, and the only place to do that, the new Winnipeg Dodge. They're different. You can check them out, winnipegdodge.com. It's the 18 Over Par Podcast with Mike and JR. You suck, you duckass. Welcome to 18 Over Par with Mike and JR, proudly driven by Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. I'm JR, he's Mike, and today... We're joined by Manitoban Ryan Horn, who is the runner-up in the 2009 Players' Cup at Pine Ridge. He's a former Canadian Tour Pro and U of M Bison. He also represented Team Canada as a junior over in Japan. Super pumped to be bringing this guy in, and we have to give another huge shout-out to Jamie Wilkie and the folks at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. You can check them out at winnipegdodge.com. Wilkie actually hooked us up with Ryan here, so uh, thanks again, Wilkes. Thanks for looking out for us, and uh, we'll look out for you by test driving numerous vehicles and not buying a single one of them, Wilkie, so thanks so much. Uh, Ryan, you're also going to get a uh, custom 8-inch DQ cake from the Nick and Nikki group of DQs. You can find them at DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the Food Court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them at DQ Manitoba on Instagram. So how did you get connected with Wilkie? Was it through golf? Uh, yes, pretty much awesome. I would like to say thanks for the cake. And, uh, <laughs> that. and that's um, it. We're done. Thanks for joining the you show. You have your cake and eat it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I know my girlfriend will like that. So oh, wonderful. Yeah. As long she's as she's a happy. Fan. Good. Yeah, exactly. That's all that matters. Um, yeah, so Jamie and I, uh, Jamie was a little bit, a few years older than I was, but, um, I mean, growing up, I knew the name. Um, I mean, obviously I had a great career, uh, amateur career. Um, solid guy. Um, uh, got to play with them last weekend. Uh, I would like to also thank Winnipeg Dodge for, uh, sponsoring us that week. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, I mean, good, good. It's always good to see Jamie. That was at, was that at the bogey tour tournament? Yeah, that's wow. all. Awesome. I mean, I mean, they, I mean, I was, I've kind of, I got to meet those guys the first time. Um, it's a great event. Um, I mean, a lot of, um, I mean, they spawned, I mean, it was for junior golf. So it was a good cause, great weather, had a great time. Um, couldn't beat, I mean, it was just a great day. Great golf course, breezy band. Couldn't beat it. Is it true you guys shot at your group shot a 54? We were 17 under 54, yeah. Oh, was Wilkie keeping score? Uh, <laughs> I believe he was, and then, but we all, we, we double checked it all at the end, and, uh, that's what it added up to. So it was a good day at the office. That's great. Awesome. And I noticed there was one video that Wilkie posted where he was showing your drives. And then I think, yeah. I think he dropped a ball out of his pocket and it was about 10 yards ahead of everyone else's. So I just was wondering if he was doing that the whole time out there. He might've, I mean, that was the only one of the day, I think. So I'm gonna, I mean, obviously he had to, uh, post a video about that. That doesn't surprise me. But, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a fun day. Well, that's uh, good to hear. Um, well, let's go back. Let's wind back the clock or turn back the clock to when you first started golf. So you grew up in, uh, in the country, so you were just hitting balls in your yard. 
Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I grew up in Dawson, Manitoba, um, which is about three hours, three and a half hours northwest of Winnipeg. Um, yeah, I mean, I started when I was three. My dad fought me when I was a kid. Um, just fell in love with the game. Um, fortunately, he was right-handed and I was left-handed. Um, <laughs> so the clubs, the clubs between us now are uh, we got a, we definitely got a pile going on and. I mean, even and then I was playing as a as a professional, like even hand me downs, I couldn't even give them to him. So um, <laughs> luckily, I got a friend. Luckily, I got a friend that's left-handed in Dawson, so he uh, he lucked out. Um, but yeah, I mean, my dad taught me the game when I was three. Grew up in the country, so I mean, luckily, I had a, we had a pasture, we had horses, and um, just a few spots where I could hit balls, and I, mean, I just fell in love with the game. Um, fortunately, I, I think I was fourteen, and I was about. I've won 95 pounds and a decent hockey player, but just probably not big enough. So uh, obviously golf was probably the smarter choice. <laughs> so did you play then? Uh, I know even at that age, uh, you can only play uh, so high, but were you pretty like competitive playing hockey as well? Yeah. I mean, uh, my dad was a good hockey player. Um, I've had an uncle that played in the NHL. Um, so it was kind of a, uh, I guess I mean, it was just a sec. I mean, it's like most Canadian kids, right? It's, you know, it's hockey in the winters and golf or baseball or in the summers. So, um, it was just something to do as a kid, right? And he enjoyed doing it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed playing hockey as well. Is that why you, uh, just, just got tired of gotten, just got hit too many times and uh, <laughs> had to call it, call it, call it a career. Does that, is that why you, you play left-handed in, in golf then maybe is cause you, did you shoot left-handed in hockey? I did shoot left in hockey. Yeah. I mean, I'm not sure how, I guess, I don't know. God, it's just, uh, you kind of get what you get. Um, I know I've got a good buddy um, back, Scott McCollum, who is the, he's the head pro and general manager at Gilt Plains, um, like played professional hockey um, and shot left-handed. And then, and then like grew up. And I mean, I kind of met him later on in my, when I was still, I was about nineteen twenty. met him and just kind of, he was a hockey player. I mean, most, most of them have pretty good. They're a good hockey player. Lots of chances are they're a good golfer, um, but just kind of, Started and he was he went from ninety shooting nineties to about shooting you know within four or five years shooting in the seventies and sixties. Wow! Um, and then and then got and then he's got it got his PGA status for, for um, and he shoot and then he plays golf right handed though. So you know like mm. he's basically played professional hockey left handed professional golf right handed. So you just I don't know it's it's weird how it works. Whatever works, right? That's what we kind of found. Whatever gets the ball in the hole or the puck in the net, that's all that yeah, matters. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I'm not very good at either of those things, <laughs> regardless of which yeah. hand I'm using. As long as you have fun doing it, that's all that matters. Yeah. That's right. That's absolutely right. Yeah, I got one past the goalie, and I have a daughter now, so I guess yay for me. <laughs> there you go. Win, win, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you? Was there a certain point? when you realized that like you were pretty good at golf? I guess. I mean, I just always worked. Um, I 14, 15, I played in a lot of, I guess, started playing in some events like Manitoba junior, stuff like that. Um, I guess 15 to 16, I kind of noticed where all of a sudden I, I, I started, um, noticing where I was shooting better scores and, and then, and then I guess just competing in tournaments. Um, I mean, I've had highs and lows. Um, I just, I know, I just always pers- persevered. I've worked hard on my game. Um, I realize it's going to be. I mean, golf is not easy, and I mean, even like as good as Tiger. I mean, you, I mean, Tiger Woods is unbelievable. Like, but I mean, you're not going to win every week. Um, it's just a game. Go and have fun. You did win a few of those uh, those junior championships back in the day. Is that isn't that right? Some of the rural uh, junior championships. I won a few real juniors, yeah, a real uh, Manitoba junior. Um, so yeah, like I mean, like, I mean, just like playing and winning those events. Like I mean, golf just gives you confidence as a kid. Um, you just try to, uh, you know, improve, improve on, uh, improve on your weakness, weaknesses. And then after, after you're kind of you're playing around uh, in junior, uh, did you work with a coach, or were you just strictly working with your your dad at that time on your game? Uh, my dad always. That always helped me as a kid. Um, I grew up in I grew up playing Dawson. Like I grew up in Dawson, so I played the Dawson Golf Club. So Stan Hominick was um, was the head pro there for many years. Um, off, I mean, great player. Um, him and his brothers. I mean, comes from a great golf uh, golf family. Um, Stan was 
I mean, I just watched watch Dan Omnick get balls. I mean, he was, it was impressive. I mean, it just it didn't matter if it was pitching wedge or throwing. It all went the same height, and it was just on a laser. Like, um, I, I mean, he helped me growing up. Uh, Gary Brandon passed away a couple of years ago. Um, also helped me um, in my later years. Um, yeah, I mean, those two guys right there. I mean, uh, also, I mean, that later on in my career, I guess I went to Texas. In Austin, I had a, a golf coach down there. I met Paul Leonard. Paul Leonard, um, he kind of helped me, like in my later years when I was kind of as a professional. Um, and then I've, I've never really been a big lefting guy, so I, do, I try not to stick. I try to stick to one guy or um, not get too many swing shots going on. And yeah, I mean those three guys right there have helped me out through my career. Do you remember what uh, the feeling was like when you won your first junior championship? Were you going in knowing that you were going to win? Uh, I had a pretty big lead, so I mean, but I mean, obviously that's, I mean, as you, I think I was 17, so I mean, you just, I mean, there's always doubt, I guess. Um, I was playing pretty well going in the week, um, held it together in the final round, so uh, yeah, I mean, it was nice to win it. I mean, uh, I'm a pretty pretty shy and quiet guy. I mean, I don't show too much emotion, so uh, <laughs> I mean, it was just a, just a big confidence filler to win it. It's kind of like Mike. Mike doesn't show a lot of emotions either. You never know if he's making a joke or if he's serious. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, a lot of, sar- a lot of sarcasm. <laughs> what, uh, you got to have, have that on the golf course. Yes, amen to that. No kidding. Yeah, we uh, and we got a lot of it. Uh, that's for sure. Um, what's, uh, what then brought you down south? You said you spent some time in, was it Austin? Yeah, actually, well, like again, like this goes back to my um, uh, the, my buddy Scott McCollum because um, he was playing professional or semi-professional hockey down there for the Austin Ice Bath, and we ended up and he was getting into golf um, back in Dauphin, and we met like I mean, hockey players are off during the summer, so we kind of hooked up and started playing some golf, and then he invited me down. Um, I was about nineteen, twenty at the time, um, so I was still I was just still an amateur. But we'd go down for a week or two and just kind of hang out with him. And I mean, they had a pretty good setup. They got to play five or six courses um, for free. I mean, they go to practice or games, and then I mean, now that they have time to go and golf, so I hang out with the boys there. Um, and I mean, uh, and then I eventually turned pro. I think I turned pro. I was twenty-five or twenty-six. I got my card, and I had never really gone anywhere else in the states. But I'd been in Austin a few times. My dad had, My dad's got friends down there too. So I'd been there a few times, so I just figured, well, I'll go to Austin. The weather's, you know, pretty decent. Um, and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I was there five, six years in the winter. Um, then hanging out with my coach, working on my game, and getting ready for the for the nature. And before that, did you end up playing with the U of M Bisons? I did for one year, yeah. Uh, it was also, it was a lot of fun. Um, it was nice to play. It, you know, I mean, growing up in Manitoba, um, there's not really a whole lot of tournaments that... Uh, you get to play in. I mean, it's a little bit, it's gotten better now, but basically, like, I mean, when you're Manitoba, Manitoba junior or the Manitoba amateur basically made or broke your year. I mean, if you hope you finished, you obviously wanted to go to the Canadian amateur, Canadian junior. Um, but I mean, just going to the U of M and you get to play seven or eight events in the fall against, you know, college kids in the States, which was, I mean, it's, you know, a good learning experience. So no, I definitely enjoyed my time there. Well, we did have uh, some past Bisons on, as well as uh, the current coach, uh, Derek Goodwin of the U of M Bisons, and they mentioned uh, it's all self-funded and the road trips can be somewhat long. Do you remember any of those road trips, or do you remember all of them? Or none of them? I can remember, mo- I, I can remember most of them. I mean, I just remember going in two vans. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were some drives. I mean, I know that. It was, it was uh, but I mean, it, it, I mean, it wasn't, yeah, I mean, it, the drive was probably the worst, but getting there, and I mean, some there's some great golf courses down there. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, just knowing you got to go play some nice courses, and I mean, you're again, you're hanging out with you know the golf team and the boys, so you kind of chat, or you get to go, you know, you're hanging, you you have a good time going down. So, no, it was it was a great experience. Good. Did you have to? Uh, did you ever drive down 
for the tournament and then come back to Canada to stay at home and then drive back down for the next day. That was one uh, Noel said that was a, a situation that had happened. One of the, our, our other guests that yeah. played for the team. Really? No, yeah. I don't. And I mean, the ones that I can think of, no, I don't remember. I don't remember <laughs> that happening. You lucked out. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's yeah. a tight, uh, you're on a tight budget there. If you got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it sounded like, yeah, some of those guys, uh, were and maybe still are although uh i, I know with with covid things have kind of uh, stopped with the, the traveling south at least but uh, hopefully everything's going to get back up and running by the end of august maybe september uh for uh i think it was the western final i think everybody's ready for it uh, for uh for everything to be back to normal yes mm-hmm. yeah here's to, here's to yeah. open do you actually get to play a lot of golf now or no I don't, I guess I would play. I don't play as much. I mean, work when I was in your plane. So, I mean, obviously you're, you're on the ground or you're working there. Um, I mean, you get a free membership and I mean, that's just one of the benefits. And, um, yeah, I mean, I was playing lots there. I don't play as much. My girlfriend just started playing, um, Sam. So she just started playing three or four years ago. Um, so she's kind of learning the game. So it's fun. We go out and work on things and fun watching her get better. Um, there's a few tournaments I play here and there. So, um, I don't take it too seriously. I just go have fun and I enjoy it. I love the game. I, I always will. Um, it's a challenge, right? I mean, you just don't know what's going to happen day to day. So I just, you know, have fun with it. How do you find teaching your uh, girlfriend there? I think there's a few of us in that, in that same boat right now, trying to teach our better half, uh, the game. And, and sometimes they listen and sometimes they get frustrated. And I know I'm not a very good teacher myself, but, uh, any, any, tips for us no honestly i don't think i'm a very good teacher myself i just it's <laughs> just uh like it's basic comes down to fundamentals and basics and it's and i tell her it's not going to happen overnight so exactly yeah <laughs> Fun, fundamentals and basics yeah that's what we think we'll try and remember for mike and i is keep those fundamentals right i think wilkie even on episode two when we had him on he just said grip stance and posture if you kind of have that figured out uh hopefully you can start swinging the club on plane Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it just starts by making a good swing. I mean, you got to be in balance too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, I mean, make a good. It's yeah, good posture, good balance. Yeah. And in two thousand nine, I believe that was the year where the Players Cup you finished runner up to Graham Delette. Is that correct? Yes, it is. Yeah, I think so, I was in a sec two or two or three way tie. Second, yeah. Yeah, which is pretty wild because a homegrown guy going all the way to the finish line, damn near crossing it first. Uh, you must have been on pins and needles. I can imagine like the media attention was probably raucous and people were probably all over you to uh, get a picture with you. Yeah, I mean, like going back, I mean, I I mean, thinking back about it now, I mean, obviously it would have been nice to win. I mean, I, I would have been, I mean, follow up with Robbie Bill and obviously mm-hmm. winning it. I would have been a nice accomplishment. Um I can just remember, like, I mean, there was just a bunch of guys um, going in, like, going into Sunday. Honestly, I mean, I didn't really think I had a chance. And uh, I think I was just, I was, I mean, there was guys, I think I was four or five back during the day. Um, got it two or three under, I think. And then, honestly, I didn't even know I was leading or tied to the lead until I got to 15 or 16. Because um, actually, one of the spectators actually told me, I think. Um, <laughs> so the guys walked. Yeah. And, uh, but there, there wasn't just a whole there, I guess you're kind of through the, going through the back. Stretch, there's not a whole lot of leaderboards, I think until you get to 17. Um, and then, and then, yeah, he mentioned that, which is fine. I went par par, um, kind of just thought if I get to eight or nine or, you know, if I get to nine under, maybe I'd have a chance to win. Um, there was a lot of, you know, big names behind me. So I mean, if I still, I mean, I, I mean, the conditions weren't tough, so I didn't really, I'm going to say I hadn't really thought about it really. Uh, I think I parted 15, 16, got to 17, pushed my drive, uh, kicked a little left. It was about a foot into the bush. Um, so basically I'd take an unplayable there. It was a cabbage, uh, took an unplayable there, uh, up and down or chip or wedged on two putted for five part 18. Um, and then Graham came in, I think part 18 ended up winning by one. So. So you pushed um, him onto the PGA Tour is what uh, I'm getting out of this conversation is you were the reason why he was so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Graham, uh, Graham and I were great friends. Uh, he's, he's a Wayburn, Wayburn boy. Um, so we kind of, same, and we were the same age, so I kind of knew Graham. Actually, we played quite a bit um, 
or 13, 14, even like their optimist, uh, okay, junior, yeah, yeah. it was in brand and yeah. So I kind of knew the name. There was a few Saskatchewan guys that, Saskatchewan guys that would come in it. Um, and we were always same, we were the same age. So, uh, um, so we actually roommate, like we were roommates for quite a bit. Like, or, um, like we were always good friends. We kind of hung out quite a bit. And with Graham, it was just a matter of time, right? I mean, there's guys that step out there and you just know they're like, they're, they're a different level, right? Um, he could hit it like 340 and, you know, it was 200, 250, 260 and land on a dime. Like it was just, like he had those shots, right? Um, and see him win it. Well, I mean, obviously it was, I mean, he's a good friend of mine. So, um, it was great to see. Um, I was just more happy. I got to, I wrapped, basically wrapped up my card for the following year. So I wasn't, I mean, obviously it would have been nice to go to the, to the, go to, uh, the Canadian open. Um, same time, right? I mean, I was, I was happy and, and, and a good friend once. So it was a great week. Did he take you to Ray and Jerry's steakhouse afterwards for a dinner or no? Uh, I don't think he did. No. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember there was somebody else. I think there was somebody, actually somebody was eight under, um, Byron Smith, I think actually, and he three putted 18. Ooh. So that actually got me in his high, high second. I think it made me an extra four or five grand. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was, wrong with I that. Was hap- I was, I was happy for tied for second. Yeah. So, yeah. Make that, uh, yeah. make that cheddar. Was, was, right. there, yeah. was there a kind of a, a turning point for you? Where you decided, okay, I'm ready to turn pro. Um, well, not like I mean, the first I think I was kind of hanging around. I was working at the golf course in Dauphin when I was nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. Um, kind of struggled in those years. I mean, I had a really good junior career, um, sixteen, seventeen, and then I struggled for. I was eighteen, nineteen. I can honestly, I mean, that was uh, probably a low point in my golf career. I just, so just I was working at the golf course. Decided I just I would always I love hitting golf balls and working. I just love playing the game. Um, so I decided I just saved up, went to Q school in uh, Ontario one year, and I think I missed it probably by I want to say like fifteen, and then went. So I decided well, okay, um, so it wasn't even close. Um, didn't tell anybody. I mean, I was like, I mean, it was just kind of out of the like you could still you could do it as an amateur, right? And if you qualify, turn pro. So I just figured, oh, I'll do it. Um, went, just wanted to see where my game was at. Went back the next year, um, same course, uh, finished third. So got my card. Yeah, I mean, so then it just, I mean, went from there. And then my first, I could just remember, like, cause, I mean, you know, you don't never, I mean, I never made it, never, never made a cut. Um, like, cause you, as a, at the Players Cup, cause you, you would get a sponsor's exemption if you were a junior camp or, or uh, made the amateur team, never made the cut. And I think I just remember going like my first year on tour, we started in California. I think just my, my first four events, I made my first four cuts. So that was just a huge mm. confidence builder for me, knowing that I could make, like I was good enough to make cuts and be out there. Um, I think that was probably one of the biggest confidence builders. And I just went from there. Mm-hmm. What, what year was, uh, was that, that you actually turned pro? I think I qualified in 2006 in the fall, and I think 2007 was my first year. Like mm. And sorry, just because uh, I don't know anything about the Canadian Tour, you had some events in California. Or was that part of that Q school? Yeah, that was so. Like my, the Q school was in Ontario, and then we actually the Canadian Tour when I first started. Actually, we started in California. It used to go like it was Texas. Uh, our first few events were in California. Then we would go to Mexico. I can remember one year, actually, I think I was in Mexico for six weeks. I could not wow. wait to get out of there. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, like I never, I never thought I'd get sick of the heat, but honestly, I could not wait just to put a hoodie on or something like this. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think most so of the time, were- most of the times I've been in Mexico, it's been between the months of October and uh, March. So I imagine if you're, I don't know if you were going down there and yeah, um, like we're in May. Yeah. Yeah, it could probably yeah. get pretty warm, I, I, I could assume. Yeah, lots well, warm periods. And like, I mean, just like you get just the 30 degree weather every day, sunshine. It's just, yeah. hmm. So that, that first year of pro, you did have uh, some success. You had a fourth place finish. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, so like my first year made it like, I mean, I made the first four cuts. Um, didn't play very great. Very, didn't play great on the weekend. So, but I mean, just 
knowing that I could make the cuts. And then uh, I finished fourth late in the year. I think it was second last event of the year uh, in Mississauga. Um, yeah, needed, like, I mean, I was kind of running out of time. So, uh, I mean, to finish fourth that week was huge. Basically wrapped up my card for next year. Yeah, just gave me a ton of confidence. So. Nice. And then, um, I guess, uh, are you self-funded when you're, when you're going through the Canadian tour or you, you have sponsors or you have, uh, I guess donors or how does, how does somebody had a, uh, survive on the tour? Yeah. So like, I mean, obviously sponsors help, um, uh, just growing up in Dauphin, I found it was, it was a little bit of a challenge. Um, I mean, cause you're not in the city, you're not, I mean, I tried to find a few sponsors in Winnipeg, actually. I mean, one guy would be George Sigurdsson. Um, he mm-hmm. paid for my PJ Tour. The one year I went to Q School, um, PJ Tour Q School, um, he actually helped me out. Um, so, like, I mean, he was one of the, you know, one of my, out of the city. I mean, I, I owe him a big thank you just to have that opportunity. I got to play it once. Um, got through first stage. I didn't make it through second stage, but, I mean, just a great experience to do, just to have this the chance to do it. I mean, and a lot of pressure, right? I mean, you're throwing 5,000 bucks down. I mean, it's, uh, and it's not your money. I mean, you obviously want to perform and just to get through first stage, I was a good guy. And, uh, uh, I mean, like, but sponsor wise, like, I mean, like back in Dauphin, I had, I mean, luckily I had, there's a few guys, a few doctors that I knew and some businesses that helped me out over the years. Um, I mean, it's just, it's hard because I mean, you're like, literally, I mean, you're, so like I can I can remember, I can like my first year or second year on tour I mean you're 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 paying thousands of dollars for flights and you know hotels and entry fees and you might not even make a paycheck right I mean you play for you play Thursday Friday miss the cut that's it nothing like I mean you're putting hours in mm-hmm. um, but I can remember like you know winning or finishing top I mean obviously it was top you had to finish top eighty on your on the money list I mean and then you you got you're fully exempt for the next year. But like I can remember like winning ten ten, twelve thousand dollars, right? I mean, finishing fiftieth on the money list. Like I mean, but it still cost you twenty thousand to play that year, right? right. So like I mean, as an investor <laughs> as an investor, you're like, I mean, you're not getting so eventually I mean there's there's guys that kinda just you know, I mean they just kinda started um or like I mean, they just kinda gave up and like I mean they're not gonna get money in return, right? Unless you're going to the PJ tour or nationwide tour, right? We're not making you're not making millions on the on the Canadian tour. Um, right. So I kind of lost a few sponsors and then had a bad year. I think my last year I had a really rough year. And that was it, basically called their career. Well, what is that grind like? Because now it seems to be a shorter season. So back then, was it longer? Like how many weeks was it? Um, so I can remember like the most events I think we had was 18, somewhere in there. And then I, I and that was well in my first or second year. Um, and then later on, I mean, you know, I know the tour kind of struggled there for a while. Um, I think the last few, it was maybe 12 or 13. I can, I mean, it's, I just, it's great when you're, when you're playing well and you're making money, great, great job. But when you're, uh, when you're not playing well and you're missing cuts, probably the last job you want. Yeah. Well, we talking to Adam Spears, uh, he kind of mentioned too about, we, we heard some of the stories of, you know, guys sleeping in cars and he said that may have been a, a hyperbole, <laughs> but uh, it did sound like it was quite the grind. So did, did you have any of those or were you pretty much uh, hooked up with a hotel everywhere you went? No, I, I mean, I had a minivan. I bought a minivan. Just, nice. I took all the seats out. Shag and uh, wagon. I mean, yeah, pretty much. I mean, it was <laughs> my clothes, my clubs and a mayor mattress in the back. And yeah, I mean, it was anything to save a few bucks. Like it, and then, I mean, if you were driving down, like I would drive down to Austin all 24 hours. And I um, mean, I drove everywhere. So it was just like, you stop halfway. I mean, just, pull over and why rent a room and you can just you know jump in the back and you might as well save a few bucks and nice what kind of van was it it was a pontiac montana sv6 wow nice. we, we can see uh, if wilkie can uh, pull one of those up because they do have some great used vehicles there at winnipeg dodge in the point west auto park uh, i know they don't make pontiacs anymore but maybe wilkie can get on the old google machine i'm sure jamie, I'm sure jamie can find sure jamie can hook you up <laughs> well, somebody will trade one in for a grand caravan or something yeah exactly but actually i I can remember uh, Adam actually because Adam I, I'm not sure what trouble but I remember Adam actually bought a minivan after a few years like he because he I think he played for what maybe ten years yeah, yeah. But I can remember later on like 
uh, my last few years, he actually he actually bought a minivan. So I don't know if I had something to do with that or not. You know, that. <laughs> <laughs> you set the precedent. Well, interestingly enough, I did see something on the Corn Ferry. I believe it was the Corn Ferry uh, Instagram where there was a guy who was playing. But rental car rates now, if you check them out, especially in the states, they're nuts. A, it's very difficult to find rental cars, but B, they're so expensive because supply and demand, so economic. So he, what he did is he kind of did what you did, except he rented a U-Haul because mm. oh, yeah. the U-Haul was cheaper. And he same thing. He has the air mattress in the back, pulled up to the tournament, and away you go. Nice. Yeah, you can have a full living room in the in the yeah. back of a U-Haul. Yeah, big screen. Yeah, hot tub. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so we we uh, you know we touched on uh, some of the Canadian tour stuff, but then in in two th- 2013, the Players Cup, uh, you there was a Monday qualifier at Glendale, and you shoot a, a 68 to win the qualifier. So had you, had you tried to qualify for that tournament uh, in previous years and, and you got lucky this year, or this was your first crack at it since uh, kind of getting off the tour? Um, that one, I, well, that was, I think that was the second one I've done. I know I was 18 or 19. I might have qualified for one at uh, Almy. And then, then I did the one at Glendale 68. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know. It was just a good day at the office. I think I got off to a hot start. Um, but I mean, at that time, I think I was working at Gilbert. So we're, I mean, right? I mean, it's 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 like any sports, right? The more the more you do it, the easier it gets. So when you're playing, and um, I mean, I was playing box, um, so I I think I yeah decided to play or do the Monday qualifier, and luckily got in. I think I ended up missing the cut by one that week. Okay. Um, which was hard, which was hard. Um, boat. I remember Bogey in 18, I had my buddy on my bag. Well, you should probably blame your caddy. Yes, definitely. <laughs> no, I wouldn't know. No, it wasn't his fault. But it was no. Jamie. Played well all week. Yeah. <laughs> it was it Jamie was... Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the <laughs> Point West Auto Park. WinnipegDodge.com for all your caddying needs. Give Wilkie it, a call. It was actually, it was actually friend of the pod episode six, Pete Moore on the bag. Is that oh. correct? That's who it was. Yeah. Even worse. <laughs> yeah. I'm canceling my lesson, Pete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're never going to go by Pete.com again. <laughs> he got the job because he was there on the Monday. I think he asked what I was at, and then uh, he was looking for a job. I think I told him I was, I think he's 17. He showed up, and I was three or four under, and he says, Oh, you're in. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. You need, a lo- you need a looper. So I was like, Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it was, that was short notice, and I didn't really have a whole lot of other options. So. And Pete's a good friend of mine, so he's a year younger than I am. We, we grew up playing together, so he's a good guy to have on the back. Wish yeah. we could have made a few bucks. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's okay. You were still making. So you said you were the uh, assistant super at uh, Gilbert Plains at the time. Yeah. So is that a different thing? Because from what I recall in in my lifetime of the industry of golf, is that uh, superintendents don't happen to be very good golfers. Uh, would Would that be the case? Like, from what you know. Um. Yeah. So, like, I mean, our superintendent not a big golfer. Um. I always like, I mean, I always like, I love being outside. So I, I've done the pro shop thing. Nothing. I don't know. I just find that's the worst thing in the world is being stuck inside when it's, you know, a beautiful day out. Mm-hmm. You can't go anywhere. So it was just, I always like the, the outside work. Um, I don't know. I mean, I've never really met a whole lot of superintendents, but I don't, I don't, I know there's a, yeah, I don't know a whole lot that are, are good golfers. I guess maybe they just work too much or, <laughs> <laughs> were you ever out there testing pin placements just rolling the ball on the greens getting some practice in on those early mornings um yeah i mean i was always out there actually i mean i stayed in the campground so i mean i was pretty much there 24 7 so i mean it was just mm-hmm. a, a great little setup um i'm a job max my dad worked there too um so you know we had a great time we had a bunch of good good crew of guys um still were playing i mean if you ever get a chance go play i mean definitely go play it it's a gem um, yeah. Dolphin two is in great shape. 
Ne uh, never been up there myself, but I know a few guests have coined it their favorite course in Manitoba, and many have said it's number one on their bucket list of courses to get to uh, in the province. Uh, what can you what can you tell us about the course for for somebody who's never been there before? Uh, yeah, I mean it's, it's a, I mean it's a beautiful place down in the valley. Um, actually, I think they're having actually a little mini bogey tour there. Yeah. Scheduled event uh, planned in August. I think it's August twenty first. And do trying to hook that up. Um, but yeah, I mean, front nine's pretty pretty straightforward. Um, you get to the back nine, that's where it gets a little bit of a challenge. There's a, a couple steep hills. You'd have a hard time walking it. So uh, um, pace yourself, I guess. And uh, yeah, well, I, I was looking at the. Uh, I was looking at four and eleven is you, you take four and eleven all day every day. You're yeah, saying you're just, looking at what were you looking up today, Mike? Yeah, just looking at the the course flyover there, and uh, so for our listeners at home, go to Gilbert Golf Gilbert Plains uh, dot com and and look at the the whole flyovers. And so yeah, some of the ones, the whole nine, they got that signature bridge there over. Uh, is that the Valley River there? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah a little a, part three. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, one of my well, that's probably one of my favorite rivers in the province, Jr. I know some of our listeners don't know this. Uh, I, I'm I'm also very knowledgeable in Manitoba's watershed uh, <laughs> information. So this actually, the Valley River drains into the uh, the Dauphin Lake and uh, originates in the Duff Mountains there. So uh, that's a. That, it's a great river. Sounds like you've, sounds like you've done your homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, usually his geography and watershed, whatever you want to call it, is way off. But uh, you pulled through on this one, maybe. Pulled through on this one, yeah. And then uh, hole 11 looks hellish. Uh, like It's almost like a double dogleg left. Yeah. It's, uh, you lay up, you probably hit like a three or four and out there, and then, and then it's probably a three three or four up the hill. Like, I mean, it's probably a three oh. club and then, you know, straight up the hill. Yeah. So yeah, I recommend taking a golf cart for the back. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the pro tip on the website says it could be one of the toughest holes in the province. Yeah. I think it's right up there for sure. Yeah. yeah. So if, you put some, if you put, and it's normally a North, North wind or a Northwest wind. So it's, it's more, more like it's always into the wind. So you get 10, 11, yeah. there's a good little stretch. Yeah, like it's like straight uphill, like it's like a ski hill. Like you need like a there's like a chairlift you probably should have there. Yeah, <laughs> snowboard down there when I was a kid, actually. So. Really? Yeah, yeah. Keep it outdoors. And then uh, hole seventeen looks like a nice scenic par three, and it's not too long, and there's a little pond there, and it's I, it's probably a nice seven iron in, and then you get to hole eighteen, and it's another hellish like dog leg tight fairways and uh it yeah. just it, it, and then it goes over a, a, another creek there or i guess that that might be the valley river again yeah yeah they're over the on your second shot yeah i mean if you play the blues it's a it's a tough hole um narrow fairway um tough second shot some trees and some water and mm. a narrow green so yeah again there that's it I mean, a good way to finish. So, I mean, you got a good round going. You always, uh, you never know what's going to happen there. So you, you take your four and run. Yeah. They said, put, keep the driver in the bag is, is the pro tip on that one. Yeah. More, more position on that one. Yeah. Yeah. What uh, would be your normal day like as a, an assistant super? Uh, so, I mean, it was always, I always buy it. That was another good thing I liked about it. Cause we started earlier. So we usually mm -hmm. were either six till two or seven till three. Um, just dependent. I mean, every day, what it's, every day was different. Um, cutting greens, cutting, cutting teas. Um, I mean, it just depends if we had a tournament that week. I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, you just want to make it look at it, make it look as, as nice as it can. And you take care of the place. And I mean, it was, I always, I, I always loved working on a golf course because i mean you got especially in the, you get to you go cut tees or or cut greens or you look after the place and then you get to go play it after which was i mean i always thought of probably like, you know it was fun to do so you got to go look at i mean how nice the course was and you made it that way did you ever put uh put an asshole pin placements Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was known for that so. <laughs> <laughs> I, did you ever yeah, change I was, I was, 
I was a setup man. Men's night, they hated me. So, but I mean, <laughs> yeah. usually would be all like, the skins would get carried over, so it had to be somewhere tough. I mean, yeah. I mean, it just, I mean, it, well, it wasn't impossible. You just, you, you had to know. What you mean. I mean, you just gotta, it's, you just had to be in the right spot. So, mm. yeah. I get all, I got, I got in a lot of trouble. Nice. Did you ever change the pin placement midday? No. Well, there's maybe one or two in my life where I thought about maybe okay, that was borderline, but I was always yeah. fair. Like, yeah. But there was one or two that were probably, I guess, in my life, probably a little borderline. <laughs> That's right. You can't make it too easy on the people out there, right? No. Yeah. No. And then, uh, yeah. Yeah. I was, I had a question here. Uh, have you ever played the Tamarack clear Lake, uh, tournament there? Cause I was looking at the attendees list for this year and there was probably about five people with the last name horn. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I've actually, uh, I guess okay. probably brand. I know there's a few horns in Brandon in that area, but, uh, okay. so we're Just pretty, a popular pretty name. small. I guess so. Well, not I mean, you don't see it too often, but we're a pretty small knit family, or not too many relations to. I know there's a few horns in Brandon. My sister was friends with, but never any relations. I've never played in the Tamarack. No, actually, uh, oh. the Grey Owl was one in the springtime mm-hmm. next to the lake, and I, I played in that one. Um, but right. the Tamarack was always hard. Just trying to get. I mean, just it's match play. Or it's a match play tournament. It's, you need a week off. It was like the Manitoba match play too. Right? It was always a week off of work or. It's yeah. always hard to get that, that that amount of time off. Yeah, exactly. I, one day I hope to play it, but uh, I gotta I gotta brush up my skills here first, and then yeah, uh, I, yeah then get get a week off work. <laughs> yeah, I've had a few few buddies trying to get me into it, and I heard. I mean, it's a blast. I heard it's a great a great tournament, a great course. You get to play match play, so yeah, it'd be fun. Mm. So did you then go from like being a pro to then jumping back to Gilbert Plains? I basically, like I've still got my pro status. I've never really mm-hmm. reapplied. Um, there's a few tournaments that I play for cash around here, so I'm okay with that. I mean, a few extra bucks in the pocket. So. Yeah. Um, I've thought about, um, you know, I, I know Breezy Penn kind of wants, um, I've been leaning towards being the membership there, um, maybe next year, and then maybe, reapplying for amateur status. I know they want me on the money putter team there. But. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't <laughs> know you can reapply yeah, how does that to be work? an amateur. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you can, uh, yeah, it's a hundred bucks or something. Like, I know I've looked into it a few times and haven't really gotten around to it. Um, but yeah, you, have it's bucks back, you have to pay back all your pro winnings. Yeah, well, that's not very much. But. <laughs> you have to donate your Pontiac van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, interesting. Yeah, Breezy Ben's always looking for uh, good money putter guys. I think they've won it uh, how many ever times in the past decade. They uh, were on quite a yeah. roll there when Pete Moore and I think Wilkes played some. They got a well, Callings is yeah. always. Yeah, yeah, they got a they got a, they got a pretty solid team there. Come on. Yeah, we're still waiting for the invite there, Mike and I, but uh, we'll get there. Maybe, maybe, you know, in 10 years or so, we'll see what happens. I'll, I'll talk to Corey. I'll talk to Corey there. We'll, we'll slide him a hundred bucks. We'll say we're no longer pros anymore. We're just podcasters and we can play Monday putter now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. <laughs> Never have too many guys. No, well, that's a good. Whereabouts do you typically play then now when you do get out? Kind of bounce around wherever, I guess. So, like, Tuxedo Golf Course. Um, it doesn't, like, I mean, Gilbert, every time, if we get to go home, I mean, obviously we haven't, uh, and I haven't really been home a whole lot lately with the whole COVID yeah. restrictions going on. So, um, Gilbert Plains, obviously, every chance we go home, we get to go um, try to play it for sure. Um Actually, we're going to uh, we're going camping this weekend, Buffalo Point Resort. Right uh, on. The other, I don't know if you guys have played there or looked at it. Uh, I yeah. played there when I was 17. 17. Great golf course. Um, looking forward to it. Right along the right along the lake, like it's like Pebble Beach. Yeah, <laughs> the Pebble Beach of Manitoba. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So. <laughs> Great setup out there. I was. I went, we went there last year. I didn't. I didn't even know. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, great, great course and great stay and play deals I, there. Yeah, I can't really remember. Like I was 17 at the time when I played there. I just remember the last two, three holes, and or it was just—I mean, 
from what I can remember, it was a really nice course. So we're looking forward to going play it. Yeah, and the fun thing oh, was is it? they have uh, they have an island nineteenth hole island green. So yeah. I think you can pay like five bucks and uh, hit hit try and hit it onto the island green. I saw that. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, Mike. Mike knows all this stuff about golf courses. He does his research. <laughs> and I'm surprised with the people that uh, you golf with. I'm surprised you remember what these golf courses look like uh, after you're done the round with these guys that you play with. But uh, anyway. Is that a shot at me, JR? No, no it's a oh, shout yeah. out to the to your company. Oh, well, yeah, they're uh, they're they're jerks. They're, uh... I'm just to film it all, probably. <laughs> Ryan, Re- Ryan touched... the next day. Yeah, exactly. Ryan touched on uh, Tuxedo, which yeah. I actually haven't been to yet this year. But because we are, I'm in St. James here, I I get out there quite a bit usually, and uh, I heard there it's in pretty good shape this year and maybe in previous years it, it has not been uh we can leave yep. that up for a discussion but i've heard that it's lush and doing pretty good right now so happy to hear that yeah, yeah i haven't played it for a couple of weeks but we've been there once or twice and that was probably i guess i'm gonna say two three weeks ago um yeah it was in great shape so good they got a good twilight deal over there and i like to they, save money while playing golf they do yeah <laughs> You'll, you'll fly around on the uh, mini golf course or on the range. <laughs> I haven't played there in uh, in a while, though. I should because it's literally five minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, did you have any more questions here for uh, Ryan, Mike, or should we get into it? Let's get into it. Okay, we're going to get into the back nine lightning round. It is driven by Jamie Wilkie and a new Winnipeg Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. They do not have Pontiacs, but Wilkie may be able to find you one online. You can get a hold of him. Just check him out, winnipegdodge.com. They're different, and Wilkie will be happy to see you. He certainly will, unless it's us. He might not be as happy to see us. (laughs) This is true. You guys going to buy a car yet, or...? or Yeah, he texts me almost every week. Thanks, Will. Uh, I go in there and I, I kick all the tires and uh, pick something out of it. I know this thing doesn't have uh, Wi-Fi in it. <laughs> Anyways, but uh, Ryan, I'm not sure if uh, if you're familiar with the back nine lightning round. Basically, just a collection of, of questions about about golf and many other things, and uh, we'll kick it off right away here. Um, all right. Have you ever? Have you ever got a hole in one? I have, yep. Oh, how I guess how many? How old were you and where was it? Uh I've had five. Um, Whoa. That's pretty good. I guess, I guess my first one probably when I've been about twelve or thirteen. Um uh, golf's too easy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't actually yeah, and then the other one's a little bit later on. Um I'll, I probably haven't I'm honestly gonna say I haven't had one in ten, fifteen years, so it's been a while. And any of those hole in ones, did you win like ten grand? I did not. No, actually, I made a hole in one in the I made a hole in one in the Players Cup on ten at the Ridge uh, the round the day before. Ooh. So I would yeah, I would give them all up to make one in a in a competitive round or in a nice tournament where you win a car or a hot dog or something like that. For sure. Wouldn't hesitate. Nice. That's awesome. Five is, that's pretty yeah. good. That's pretty good. Um, what is your preferred golf ball brand or model? And, and has it changed since your time on the tour? Uh, I've been, I've, so Tyler's Pro V1X. I've, I've tried a few other balls. I don't know. I guess it's just maybe the name. I guess you just look, get used to looking at it. Um, I'm stuck with Tyler's pretty much, I guess, ever since I was a kid, tour blad, as professional to, uh, will be one i guess where we are right now but yeah mm-hmm. i'm a titleist guy i guess yeah they got a good marketing team over there they got me too however i don't buy them brand new so uh i just <laughs> i just buy them used so i'm just picking up your uh your ball your used balls right yeah or maybe if robbie mack hears this he can uh, give us some Right. Just, just lend us a dozen or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Come on, yeah. Lend them to us. <laughs> and then a we'll dozen each. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> we'll put our logos on them. So if you if you find any balls out there with the 18 over par logo, you can let us know and uh, and we'll give you a shout out on the pod. And that will be everything. Yeah, that's all you get. Unless we get a sponsor. Yeah. Any sponsors out there want to sponsor <laughs> our lost golf balls? And if somebody turns it in, we can uh, we can offer them a prize. So that's right. think about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so uh, obviously, uh, you know, you've probably played all over the province of Manitoba, but uh, what would be your favorite course in Manitoba? Uh, favorite course? I guess St. Charles was always nice. Uh, mm. I played there in a few years, but uh, I remember that it was pretty nice as a kid. Uh, Granite Hills, right up there. Yeah. Yep. Um, Silver Plains would be up there too. Uh, Oak Island, I've never got to play. Actually, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Falcon Lake. Falcon Lake is really nice. Uh, that'd be, uh, those would be my top five, four or five there. Yeah. Those are good all picks. Yeah. Good picks. JR and I have yet to, uh, uh, play St. Charles, but uh, I, I, we feel it coming soon. So yeah, the invite's yeah. apparently in the mail. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting for it too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, but, Elmer's, uh, Elmer's, and uh, I was a member at Elmer's too for a few years, uh, for a couple of years when I was 1920. Elmer's yeah. a great course. Pine Ridge. I mean, there's lots of good courses. So. For sure. Well, I, my next question was going to be, uh, what do you have a bucket list course in Manitoba that you've never played, but you'd like to get to? You mentioned Oak Island. Uh, any any others that you'd like to get to? Uh, Oak Island. I'm trying to think of any else. Uh, there's a few up, like even just Northern Pines. Or I think they're Grand Pines. Oh, yeah. Uh, by Grand Beach, yeah. Yeah. Grand, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's any, else, any others. I'm sure you've played most of them. So, uh, but uh, yeah, Oak Island, Grand Pines, that's a great place. Love it out there. Eats me up. It's pretty tight fairways, I think. Or at least the days that I was playing it. <laughs> but uh, so obviously, uh, golf has uh, brought you all over North America, it sounds like. What would you say is the most memorable golf course that you've ever played? Uh, so, like, I guess playing for, uh, I qualified for the Team Canada, I guess. So, going to play uh, for team, representing Team Canada, we got to go to Osaka, Japan, wow. which was kind of, Whoa. I mean, it was kind of neat. But 17 years old, I guess. I mean, just playing a course like that. I can just remember we played it. Um, it rained, I think, all week. Um, I remember, I think there were 36 holes. The guy was 84 years old. I don't, he owned the course. I think the hotel might own the airline too. Um, <laughs> 84, 84 years old. Like I remember he had 18 holes for himself. And then 18 was for member. It was just, they were him, his friends and his members or whatever, wow. wherever he wanted to play. And then 18 hmm. was the course that we played. Um, I can remember playing. It was, I think we played, I don't even like, I mean, I'm the tip. I know we played, we didn't play the tip. We might have played the tips first day. I can remember not getting to some of the fairways. Wow. Um, and and then it rained. And so I think, I just remember it was 7,777 yards from the tip. Whoa. And I was seven, 17 years old. Like, I mean, like, um, so we just oh. playing a course like that. And, and I had lights and everything. It was kind of neat. Like, right. it was all lit up at night. Um, That's the big thing there you and, see in Japan. They always play night golf. Yeah. I've never actually got to do it. Um, I've seen like I mean because it would be a, we were staying at the resort so it was all lit up at night and there's members out there playing and it was really cool I I mean obviously it's, it's on the bucket list I'd love to do it yeah that's awesome yeah, I'd it's, like it's to get out to Japan well yeah, so then that, did you hold on Mike just before yeah. I didn't want well I didn't mean to cut you off but for well I was going to keep asking about <laughs> Japan <laughs> <Yeah>. too so <laughs> well just on the on the Team Canada front was that when you won uh, the Junior Manitoba then did you qualify for like on the national team then. Yeah, so basically it went um, that year. I think I I was ranked fifth in the Canadian national rankings. Um, on the, the all all four, all like so it was going into next year. So all four were eighteen, so they were all going to college. So basically, I was number one going into the following year. Hmm. Um, and then I think we played. It started early in the year. I just remember going to like an, a Canadian junior. Uh, orientation camp for Team Canada, and it was like March. I remember going to BC. We got to play Shaughnessy for like we were there for three or four days. And that was another great golf course. I guess it was just based off of last year, so it was like I was ranked number one. Um, they had kind of had the team picked out, um, and then yeah, I got got to go play play for uh, for Team Canada. So I mean, it was a great experience. Uh, Matt McQuillan played with Matt McQuillan, uh, Eric Couture. I'm trying to think who are. Mackenzie, I'm trying to get his first name, but actually Matt McQuillan played on the PGA Tour. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he lost in a playoff or finished second to Hunter Mann. Great experience. A lot of fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, just the culture in itself of Japan, your stories, and it's just uh, just so different from the way that we live in North America. Yeah, a lot of rice fields and just, you know, hill country and, yeah. Well, it must have been a big change then for you if you're coming from, you know, in and around Dauphin, and then all of a sudden you're in Japan. (laughs) Yeah, it was a little wake-up call, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I can just remember, uh, like, I don't know, I, I can't remember hurting my back. I think I remember because the beds were so uncomfortable. So I just remember having to sit there back the last <laughs> three or four days. But, <laughs> but just a cool experience. I mean, somewhere, I mean, just, I mean, I can remember flying, and then flying over it. Like, I mean, just the lights are, I mean, it was just unbelievable. Like, yeah, cool experience. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Sounds like it. Uh, one one interesting fact about Japan Gulf is they actually purchase hole in one insurance because when you get a hole in one in Japan, you got to throw this like ten thousand dollar party and buy booze and food for everyone. What? Yeah. Oh, really? People spend like a hundred dollars a month on hole in wall hole in one insurance, so that if it happens, they they have money to throw this throw party. Uh, this party. Yeah. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I did not know. I did not know. Yeah. And I didn't make that pretty up. Cool. I can, I'll, I'll repost the uh, documentary I, I watched on that. <laughs> well, we'll have to see what the Olympics coming up in Japan and right. being a part of it. We'll see if someone gets a hole in one. Maybe they'll have a big banger of a party. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> when does that start? I think a month or so, less than a month. Okay. I'm like that, you know. Yeah. We'll have to find an Olympic golf correspondent for for that event. We might have to do that. Yeah, I think I have <laughs> someone in mind. But, uh, All right. Well, we'll we'll move on from from that. That was only question five, so uh, we'll move on here. <laughs> question six. <laughs> uh, so, what would be your bucket list course anywhere in the world? Uh, bucket list. Well, I guess I guess Pebble would be up there. Obviously, Augusta. Yeah, those two for sure. Spyglass, I guess. Yeah, there's there's St. Andrews. Yeah, there's another one. Uh, Ireland, anywhere. I've always wanted to go golf, like play. I've never got to play in Europe, so I think I was always kind of a bucket list thing too. Well, Jay has played uh, Spyglass, so he's got Mm -hmm. that under his belt. And Mike, you've played St. Andrews, which we've heard every episode. So congratulations, Mike. I wasn't going to bring it up, I'm jealous of both. <laughs> I'm jealous you got to play in Japan. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not the reoccurring back issues from the bed, but uh, no, no. <laughs> playing golf in Japan sounds pretty fun. <laughs> okay, next one here. Uh, what would be your career low round? Not necessarily in competition, but just uh, uh, even in non-competition rounding. Uh, so Gilbert Plains would be 60. Ooh. Uh, I guess my lowest competitive, I guess I can remember like as a junior, uh, I'll just, I'll kind of name, name off a few here. Uh, or, uh, I can remember there was a tournament in Dauphin. I think I was 17. I shot 61 there. So I got the course record there. Wow. Um, and then Mississauga, actually my first year on tour that when I finished fourth, I shot 62 at Mississauga. That's my, like, on the Canadian tour, that would be my lowest round. <laughs> that was the third round, so that kind of got me into a, got me into the right spot, and then uh, get my card for next year. So, yeah. It's impressive nice. that you're able to do that as a left-handed golfer. <laughs> yeah, that's what I hear. <laughs> I hear that a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you get up farther north, you know, if you get up more, like, you get up to the par and uh, Flint Flon, hey, there's more lefties and righties. You know, you know, <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> what i hear yeah more hockey up there yeah mm-hmm. we have a we have we had touched on this on an earlier episode but there's a higher percentage of left-handed golfers in canada than anywhere else in the world and the the article that i read uh, attributed that to hockey yeah that makes sense I mean, i've heard that i know we you know i mean obviously we got a lot of lefties and mm-hmm. hockey teams do uh yeah, we know a couple ourselves. Yeah, we know a few uh, left-handed golfers. I like so, call it uh, Wizard Duck. I've heard the name Wizard too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, well, Gilbert Gilbert Plains there. They uh, they list you as the uh, course record holder there. Yeah, 
it's probably on the website, man. It probably hasn't been updated in a few years. No. <laughs> lagging me. But, but. <laughs> That's all right. The Google yeah. SEO is yeah. working for Gilbert Plains and you as the... Uh, you the, and the uh, you and Dale Murray on the original nine. So I'm assuming there's some sort of course expansion or... Uh, yeah, whatever. yeah. they kind of... They redid the back nine. or So it was only nine holes, and then they redid the, the back. Uh, I guess it would have been just... Uh, yeah, 15, 20 years ago now. So. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. Shout yeah. out to Dale Murray. <laughs> yeah, Dale's, Dale's a very good player too. Yeah. Well, uh, next question here. Um, this is new, new, very new to this episode, Ryan, so you should be uh, honored because I, I retired a pin-in or pin-out question, which I'm not going to ask you because apparently a lot of people just like taking the pin-out. And uh, me and... Colwyn are the only ones that that like to keep it in, and he probably just said that to be uh, to be fun. He was being nice. He was being nice. And uh, so the f- next one here, uh, what would be your favorite golf movie of all time? Favorite golf movie? Uh, I'm gonna have to go with Tin Cup. I'm gonna have Ooh, to say. Good choice. Yeah. Good choice. Did you have any Tin you- Cup moments uh, on tour or playing? Uh, maybe I can remember one in Mexico. I had two or three in the water. I think oh. I made eight or nine on a part three. So yikes! Yeah. Sorry for bringing it up. <laughs> no, sorry, <laughs> Jr. What about you? What would be your favorite golf movie? I still like. I'm kind of a sucker for Caddyshack, but uh, I know yeah. that's uh, that's pretty typical. But Tim Cup. I also like The Legend of Beggar Vance. That was pretty. Yeah, that's a good one too. Yeah, you know, Happy Gilmore. Well, yeah, you can't go wrong with Happy Gilmore as well. Yeah, that's a that's a great. Yeah, Happy Gilmore certainly in my top five all time movies ever. Caddyshack's a classic, and then I had. uh, I'm a big Kevin Costner fan, so Tin Cup. I was just gonna say I'm the same. I'm the same way. I'm a big Kevin. Yeah, I'm a big Kevin Costner guy. So Mm. nice, nice. uh, Watching. uh, watching Yellowstone now too actually so oh. season two here too. <laughs> a great show I, I watched uh, I, was there only two seasons or there three seasons okay, this yeah. isn't a Kevin Costner two, podcast yeah. right? <laughs> just finally, finally catching out. up with the rest of the world <laughs> yeah. exactly. nerding out on Kevin Costner we don't need to hear it come on <laughs> well further, furthermore JR I have a hunch that Tin Cup is actually a prequel to the movie Waterworld which also star- stars Kevin Costner and uh, so my my homework to the listeners is to watch Tin Cup and then watch Waterworld because there's a lot of similarities there in that character. Oh and, man! Uh, <laughs> so you guys can reach out to me to tell me if I'm wrong or or not. But uh, uh, shout out to Kevin Costner; he's a big listener. Yeah, big of the fan show. of the pod. Thanks for listening, Kevin. <laughs> so our. Uh, our flagship question of the back nine lightning round. What is your favorite condiment? Favorite condiment. I guess would have to be ketchup. There ketchup. we go. There we go. An original yeah. guy. Do you, do you have ever dabbled in the spicy ketchup? Uh, I have. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I like spicy food too, but I'll just go with the hot sauce. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nice. I'm going to go that route. Yeah. But yeah, have a I'm a ketchup hot guy. Sauce? Nice. Uh, just Frank's right now. I'm not too, I've tried a few. I'm not too, I'm not too fussy. The hotter, I mean, I don't mind it spicy, so. Right. Uh, Well, there you go. JR, another ketchup on the list. I love it. I'm going to go have some right now, actually. (laughs) Just a bowl of ketchup. (laughs) You're going to microwave it too. (laughs) Get that. I like that nice splatter on my microwave. Yeah. With that. Well, you know what I like my ketchup is, is on those DQ burgers, you know, the deluxe burgers, that big juicy burger with, uh, with the cheese and the onions and the ketchup. And, uh, they got good burgers over there at DQ. They certainly do, especially at uh, DQ Manitoba and, uh, keep petitioning for the uh, Kit Kat blizzard. We hope to get it out there, but uh, we did wrap the back nine lightning round and that is for Jamie Wilkie and the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. You can check them out at winnipegdodge.com. They'll be happy to see you. They're open during COVID. Wilkie will take you for a round of golf if you buy a newer used vehicle from them. And uh, 
you'll have a great time with uh, just just talking to Jamie Wilkie. Don't kick the tires like we do. Uh, but <laughs> Mr. Uh, Mr. Horn, thank you so much for coming on the show. You are going to get yourself that eight inch custom DQ cake from the Nick and Nicky group of DQs. Check them out at DQ Northgate, DQ Polo Park in the food court, DQ Neverville and DQ St. Anne's Road. You can follow them on the Instagram at DQ Manitoba. Well, thank you so much uh, for joining us. We had a blast. It was uh, very interesting. To, uh, you've certainly had a wealth of experience in and around the golf industry, so we appreciate you taking the time and coming on the pod with us. Oh, I appreciate it, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Um, it was a blast. Did you awesome. want to uh, say anything mean or rude about Jamie Wilkie? Uh, no, I would like to, no. uh, I know he, wa- he wants me to thank Winnipeg Dodge. So I know that, uh, <laughs> that was the choice. So, uh, again, thanks. Thanks to those guys, uh, for the show and, uh, and for last week. So, uh, hopefully I'll see him again soon. And, uh, yeah, if you need a minivan, I guess, go see Gene. Yeah. <laughs> He'll hook you up. Uh, he might even be able to find that Pontiac minivan for you. They got everything there at the new Winnipeg Dodge. Maybe a, a set right. of clubs they and a do. mattress, too. <laughs> right. It's a big parking lot, yeah. They got, they got all kinds of crap there. <laughs> yeah. They do. Right you can find you something. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, hopefully, I'm sure, he, uh, I'm sure he can. Well, we appreciate it again. You have yourself a wonderful evening, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll chat with you next time. Bye-bye. Thanks, Ryan. All right. Thanks, guys. Take care. Bye. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. You're late for your tea time, as per usual. It's 12-12, but you wouldn't know. The clock in your piece-of-shit ride just blinks eights at you. It's embarrassing. You find the parking stall the farthest away from the clubhouse. It can't be seen in your shitbox. You know you're going to play awful because you feel awful. Your car doesn't match that swagger buried deep down inside. That golfing champion waiting to be unleashed. Ding. Your bumper hits the concrete as you accidentally sit on it while putting on your golf shoes. You smile because tomorrow you're going to see Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. The front doors will open like the Azalea Line gates at Augusta. You'll ask for the best-looking guy there. You'll find the former amateur champ, Jamie Wilkie, staring back at you. You hand over your money. Your new ride glistens as it pulls out of the dealership. Then Jamie approaches and whispers in your ear, Son, next week, I'm taking you golfing at Breezy Bend. I'll show you a thing or two. You smile again, as now your golf game will look and feel as good as your new ride. Improve your ride and your drive with Jamie Wilkie at the new Winnipeg Dodge in the Point West Auto Park. WinnipegDodge.com JR, we have a lot of fun on this podcast, but I want to take a second to talk about something that has affected me personally. Every year, millions of Canadians suffer from brain freeze. It can happen to anyone. It's a hot summer day. You're aggressively enjoying a DQ cool treat, a blizzard, a dilly bar, or a variety of personalized ice cream cakes, and whammo, brain freeze. It hits you like a triple bogey. The good news is you can enjoy these delicious treats in a moderately sized bite. So get over to any Nick and Nicky's group of DQs and enjoy some DQ treats safely. DQ Northgate on McPhillips, DQ Pole Park in, food f- in the food court, DQ Niverville, and DQ St. Anne's Road. Go see them today for tasty treats.